cliffcentral.com. It's time for us to check in on what's going on with uh, cryptocurrencies this morning. And as usual, we get some interesting developments and updates that we need on them. There's a lot to get into. Brett Hope Robertson, who's the head of investments at Revix.com, is here to tell us all about it. Hey, Brett, how are you doing, man? Uh, getting yourself, man. Thanks for having me on. Good, good to see you early in the morning. You, uh, there's no, yeah. there's no such thing as uh, as a as a trading window for Bitcoin. Bitcoin moves day and night, weekdays, weekends. So, what are the latest movements? And give us an update because some people are getting a little bit nervous with the ups and downs at the moment. As usual, people are jumpy because uh, they think that every dip is the big dip, and they think that every crest is the biggest one. People are cashing out. People are buying more. What would you uh, what would you characterize all of this uh, activity in the last couple of days as being? Yeah, look, I feel like every time I'm on here, I'm the bearer of bad news with, with, <laughs> with crypto. <laughs> it seems to be a trend, but I mean, to be honest with you, it hasn't. It's been the kind of same trend for the last few months now, really. Yeah. Um, you know, our biggest tail risk was Russia and Ukraine, and that seems to be escalating. Um, so you're seeing risk off assets around the world, kind of price that in and go, well, if there is a impending war or something coming, mm-hmm. uh, the natural instinct of many investors is to pull out of risky assets and, and right. hold on to cash. And we're kind of seeing that kind of happen around the world. It's not just crypto, it's tech stocks, it's um, any kind of growth area is I mean, people are, are getting a bit worried. And there's also obviously, you know, we had higher than expected inflation came out in the U.S., that's another area of, of concern because then obviously interest rate hikes will start to come through, which kind of contracts the market even more. Mm-hmm. And obviously, U.S. is also dealing with their supply chain issues. So these kind of things are all kind of coming together. And unfortunately, Ukraine and, and Russia did escalate over the last few days. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of a driver that you're seeing. But, you know, historically... Anything under 30% dips in crypto has been a great buying opportunity. Uh, it's just a bit, it depends on your time frame, right? If you're a trader, you're looking very differently at this asset class than others, um, and you would have probably taken money off the table and waiting for a bottom and waiting for it to turn. If you're a long-term investor, you're kind of licking your lips here um, yeah. and, and adding. Well, this is an important point, too, is that th- there was a – I think we hit 36,000 rand a Bitcoin a little earlier this week. But it's gone back up to 38 or something right now. Um, it did get all the way up to about 45 the other day too. So it's it's in a huge range at the moment, and that's quite that's exciting. I mean, listen, if you if you're not putting all your life savings in there, then it is exciting and it can be very very much part of the fun. But if it's uh, if it's everything you have, which you know, again, we're not here to dispense financial advice, then you get supremely nervous. Um, people people also need to know that it is this long term thing. You've said it, Sean said it, and um, we've spoken to Chris as well. He said it. So stay in. The long game is still looking very pos- positive, and and obviously, people who are worried about inflation in the U.S. If people who are Concerned about central banks, these are the these are the guys who are trying to uh, to control uh, your money. And and crypto is a different thing. Yeah. There's, there's there's no one trying to control your crypto. It just it goes whichever way the market dictates. And some people would rather trust that than governments. And you've actually kind of seen that happen with this Canadian trucker issue right now. Yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, they've just decided to you know enforce law that they can kind of freeze accounts. And anyone who's kind of donated to this trucker movement is getting their account frozen. I mean, that's right. If that's not a play to to cryptocurrencies, and actually probably quite a good advocate to say, look, I mean, the government can turn around and just freeze your accounts right now. 
All right, so I've got two serious questions for you and one stupid question for you. We'll start with the serious yeah. ones. Uh, what is a stable coin, and what do we need to know about stable coins? Yeah, so look, stable coins are basically simply they're cryptocurrencies that are pegged to the value of another asset. So normally we see them as pegged to government-backed fiat, so rands or dollars. So, so um, if, and if, you a, if a stable coin is tethered to the dollar, that means that it moves wherever the dollar moves. Yeah, a one-to-one -one ratio, one dollar to one dollar, for example, right? All right. Um, and you get kind of three different types. You get fiat collateralized stable coins, which means basically it's collateralized one-to-one -one with the actual fiat currency itself. Mm -hmm. So that would be something like Tether or USDC or Gemini dollar. Um, and these kind of stable coins amassed huge hype over the recent future, maybe the last three years, because it, if you may, it kind of makes sense. It's a place to kind of take profits for a lot of market participants into an asset in a unit of account that's still very familiar with them. And then you kind of got these other backed uh, stable coins. You've got commodity-backed stable coins, which are things like Pax Gold, which basically track the price of gold and are collateralized by gold. And then you've got things like uh, crypto-backed stable coins. So these are something called MakerDAO, which basically has a stable coin called DAI. Mm-hmm. And that, again, is pegged to the U.S. dollar, one-to-one, -one, so it is worth a dollar. But instead of it being collateralized by fiat, it's collateralized by Ethereum. Okay. And then we kind of move on to these things called algorithmic stablecoins, um, and that's like kind of the new age of a stablecoin. What are those? So these guys, they sound very complicated, and they use the word algorithmic to make you quite confused. <laughs> but basically the idea behind it is, you know, so let's go back even a step. Terra Luna. Uh, is the biggest one so far. And basically, it's a crypto, a smart contract cryptocurrency that's basically focusing, unlike ETH or Ethereum, it's focusing on payments and financial services. Okay. So you would so compare it's, it if you had to look uh, at it. If I simplify that in my mind, it's linked to the application of the coin. Yeah. So if you had to look at it like a company, for example, you would think it's a mixture between like an F&B and a Visa. It's like a payment rail mixed oh, with a bank. Okay. Um, and basically what they're trying to do is make it really easy to spend, save, trade, and exchange their stablecoin instantly, right? Okay. And how this algorithmic part of it works um, is basically if you wanted to create $1 worth of their stablecoin, mm -hmm. say it's a U.S. dollar, so you want to create one U.S. dollar worth of their stablecoin, you could go onto their protocol, and their protocol allows their Luna, which is their native token of their protocol, mm -hmm. to be convertible $1 to $1 with their stablecoin. So, Gareth, if you wanted to go on and create $1 worth of their stablecoin, you would just go onto the protocol and you would simply sell $1 worth of their Luna token to them, mm -hmm. and they would create you $1 worth of the US dollar stablecoin. And that's simply how it works. Well, you say simply, but something tells me I'm going to have to listen to this again and, and then try, <laughs> try and figure it out. That does not sound easy to understand, but I'm going to take uh, exactly what you said, and I will, I will re-listen to it so that I can be clear. <laughs> so those were my two serious questions. The stupid question, and it's something that a lot of people are asking, is where is Sanders? Where is Sean Sanders? People are asking what happened to him. Since crypto slumped, he's disappeared. Where's he gone? <laughs> Uh, he's a busy, busy man, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Too busy for us. So, no, no, never. I think he's uh, he's he's, not, he's like, never liked to be the bearer of bad news when crypto comes around. Yeah. Always, so, he's, so, he's <laughs> so basically, he leaves it onto onto right. the rest of us to come and and give you the truth. There's the there's the real story is that he doesn't want to face <laughs> us when the, when the prices are bad. So he just sends you guys. Poor you. 
You have to come in here and give us the bad I think news. when when Bitcoin gets above 60,000, you might see him pop back on oh, again. Yeah, sure. Well, it's going to. I mean, I think <laughs> ultimately things are things are going to go up. So, I mean, I'm excited about what's happening here. And it's always good to get an update. Thank you very much, Brett. Good to see you, dude. Sure thing, man. There Enjoy, we go. guys. There's Brett Hope Robertson from Revix.com and a little update on what's going on in the world of crypto and some complicated definitions, but we need to know what things like algorithmic stable coins are if we're going to take this stuff seriously. Some mornings we talk about stuff that's pretty straightforward with Revix. Other days it's a lot more complicated. Cliffcentral.com.